I find it amazing that the subtlest change in one's mental orientation can make such a dramatic impact on the lived experience. And for me, that's been especially evident in the last couple of weeks where I've started to have a lot of the techniques that I used to rely upon completely fail in the face of unprecedented levels of stress in my life. And so I'm scrambling for new tools to use and I'm looking at how my old tools of mindfulness and awareness and meditation and breathing and uh, even distraction on a certain level, how these have all at various points just completely broken in the face of, yeah, this uh, level of unpleasantness that I was as yet unaccustomed to. So where one of these tools broke, the tool was mindfulness. Where that broke was actually in the fact that it wasn't true mindfulness. And I had to go back to the drawing board on this because I thought that I knew what mindfulness was. I thought that sitting and observing what was coming and going in the mind, in the body, with the felt sensations and experiences, I thought that was mindfulness. And to a degree it is, but unless I'm aware of what brackets that mindfulness and keeps it in the fairway of what true mindfulness is and where it deviates into just recognition and strays out of mindfulness, then I don't know when I'm off track. And where these two things diverge is around aversion and clinging. So the example would be you're sitting and meditating and something unpleasant comes up. And you notice right away there's a feeling of frustration, we'll say. And we're noticing, okay, this feeling of frustration is here. That is a good first step. But it's not enough to actually free us from the frustration. And that's because if we are resisting the frustration or in any way setting ourselves up in opposition to this frustration, then it's not true mindfulness. Mindfulness, I now know, includes equanimity. Mindfulness is perfectly centered in the middle of experience. It's not liking experience. It's not rather, okay, so maybe that's not even true. It's not, it's not that it's, it's not that we're not liking and disliking things. It's, I think it's fine to, to like stuff and to not like stuff. The, the key factor here is whether we are grasping for something or trying to hang on to or prolong an experience, a positive experience, a pleasant experience, or we are resisting or trying to barricade ourselves against a negative experience. That's when mindfulness is no longer mindfulness. That's when, at best, it's recognition. 
we're just noticing that things are a certain way, but in our noticing, what is the actual tone of our experience and what is our relationship to the arising uh, unpleasant or pleasant thing that we are aware of. And that is the key distinction. If we can find acceptance of the passing of the pleasant thing and of the arising of the unpleasant thing, if we can remain with a light touch through all of that, then we're closer to a state of true mindfulness. And I think it's like this new forged tool of mindfulness that I'm envisioning here in my practice is when I'm in the grip of, say, anxiety or some kind of stress or fear that arises, I'm no longer putting all my energy into just noticing, 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 like what's coming up, what's coming up, what's coming up. I actually have to notice how I'm noticing. I have to then watch myself again. And I think it's that turning back into how am I, what is my orientation toward this phenomenon, this phenomena? That really becomes the make or break of am I being effective in freeing myself from aversion to this negative experience or clinging to this pleasant experience. 